0: Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, to the Heart of Struggle Teleclass Simple Ways to Surround Yourself and Your Animals with Peace in Difficult Times. When times are tough, we might sometimes feel like giving up. It's not always easy to find the strength to keep going for the animals we love. Through guided meditation and discussion, this class will offer ways to work through anger, dissolve fear, and remember our inner heart of optimism, compassion, and wisdom. With mindful practice and the help of your animals, it is possible to get through anything in life with peacefulness and grace. So thank you all for being here tonight. And I'd like to begin with this very famous quote by Vivian Green, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. I just think that's perfect when we're talking about struggle and thinking about struggle. And um, tonight I really want to focus on the things that we can do for ourselves, how the animals can help us. And how the better space we get in for ourselves, the more that we can actually help our animals. And of course, this class will be centered really on Reiki practice. So we're going to learn a lot about Reiki. But for me, Reiki is a mindfulness practice. It's a meditation practice. It's a spiritual practice. And it's really about creating a space which we radiate from within ourselves, radiating out a space of heart, and where hearts connect, that is the space where true healing begins. So I wanna start with a little meta practice for kindness to animals, and so I'd like you to put your hands in gusho, so palm to palm in front of your heart, and I'd like you to um, just speak these words silently in your mind and heart, Just say it in your mind and heart as you share the space with me. So we're going to say to ourselves, may I be joyful and peaceful. May I be healthy, comfortable, and safe.
1: May I be in harmony with all things. And now I'd like you to turn your attention to your animal.
0: They may be with you or perhaps they're somewhere else, but the animals in your life that you know and care about. And we're going to hold this intention for them. May you be joyful and peaceful.
1: May you be healthy, comfortable, and safe. And may you be in harmony with all things. And now I'd like for us to turn our attention to all domesticated animals on the earth. And we're going to send this wish out to them. May you be joyful and peaceful. May you be healthy, comfortable, and safe. And may you be in harmony with all things. And now I'd like to, let's bring to
0: our mind and heart all wild animals on this earth. We're going to send out this wish for them. May you be joyful and peaceful.
1: May you be healthy, comfortable, and safe. And may you be in harmony with all things. And now, finally, I'd like you to bring to your mind and heart
0: human beings who live on this earth we're going to send this wish out to them. May your heart open to wisdom and compassion. May you be kind and gentle with yourself. And also, may you treat all animals with the same respect and gentleness. And just imagine that these words can radiate beautiful energy of healing and love. Out into the world and out infinitely into the universe.
1: And just hold this space for a moment. I'd like to dedicate all of the energy created from this practice to all beings. So, as we begin the class tonight, um, we have some Reiki
0: practices, meditation practices that we're going to do, and we're going to do a little bit of contemplation and some ideas. And I will unmute you guys who are on the call live um, a couple of times throughout the call so that you can um, share any comments, questions, anything you'd like to share as we go along. But this class really is about struggle, Mm -hmm. difficulty, and really the heart of that space. And I'd like to begin to... Illuminate this heart through the Reiki precept. And so I'm going to be using this um, version that Franz has been using lately in his classes. And it's for today only. Do not anger. Do not worry. Be grateful. Practice diligently. And show compassion to yourself and others. And those of you who take my teleclasses, you know that I love quotes. I love quotes to help us to look more deeply into things, to help our minds to contemplate things in a new way, in a different way. And um, I, I found three quotes to really sort of sum up what we're going to be talking about tonight with the Reiki precepts and the idea of the heart of struggle. So the first quote is actually a Japanese proverb which says, fall seven times, stand up eight. And I love this proverb because it, it's really about the first two precepts, do not anger and do not worry. It's really about practicing courage. And sometimes the courage we practice is that
1: we keep getting up. And that means a lot. Um, Also, um,
0: the the second precept is, it is only, I'm sorry, the second quote, it's by um, Dohi Zantamata. It is only in our darkest hours that we may discover the true strength of the brilliant light within ourselves that can never, ever be dimmed. And so the second kind of overarching concept I want to talk about tonight, besides practicing courage, is the first. And the second relates to this quote, and that is, remember that our true self is always perfect. And this is something we have to practice through mindfulness during our struggles and learning how to really be present we have to practice it over and over again to remember, no matter what struggles we're facing, no matter how difficult things are, our true self is always perfect. So that relates to the third and fourth precepts, being grateful and practicing diligently. When we're truly present, we open up a space of gratitude. So I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. And the third quote I found is by a wonderful um, author Mary Englebright, and this is quoted from her book, Believe, A Christmas Treasury. And it says, open your heart, open it wide, someone is standing outside. And I love this quote. For me, it relates to the third sort of overarching concept that I want to talk about tonight. So the first was to practice courage. The second is to remember that your true self is always perfect. And the third is to share compassion with first ourselves and then radiate this out to others. And this, of course, relates to the final precept, show compassion to yourself and others. But really, the outcome of all of our practice, you know, when we learn to live in the precepts, to let go of our anger, to let go of our worry, to be in a space of gratitude, the outcome of all of this practice is a radiant of healing. And when we connect with our heart to our animal, healing starts. And this healing that begins with that heart connection leads us directly into compassionate action. So we're sharing it with ourselves and we're radiating it out to others and this will cause us to to have compassionate action.
1: So when, if I look at these three
0: concepts that we're going to talk about tonight in different ways, they all relate to each other. To help our animals, we have to have courage. We also have to see more deeply than the struggle. Because sometimes all we see is our struggle, or all we see is our animals struggling, which then, of course, is our struggle, we have to see more deeply to the heart of things. In other words, we have to look and see that beautiful bright light that is your true self and that beautiful bright light that is your animal's true self. When we remember that, we will radiate the most beautiful and healing light of compassion out to our animals to support them through troubled times. And we will also be able to get through our own struggles when we remember that beautiful bright light. So it's all related. We need to be courageous. We need to remember, look more deeply to the heart, remember that beautiful bright light, and that will create a beautiful space of compassion. And this is really how we get through struggle. And Reiki has so many tools To help us and for me really one of the central tools with Reiki that can help us with struggle is the precepts but I want to start talking about the fourth precept which is practice diligently and let's start there because when you think about it we have to practice Reiki and practice the precepts and practice the meditation and practice the hands-on healing, practice all the different practices over and over and over to embody it. The more we practice, the more in balance our energy will be, and the more that we'll be able to stand strong like a mountain. Our energy in this society is kind of like an upside-down pyramid, often in Students who have taken my classes hear me talk about this over and over again. And it's because, you know, we're always in our head. We're on our laptops. We're on our iPads. We're on our cell phones. We're watching TV. Um, And then even when we go into, you know, wanting to do healing, we're always interested in psychic things, communication, and, you know, all this spiritual stuff that's all up in the air. We're always an upside-down pyramid. But the practice of Reiki reverses that. It creates a really solid foundation so that we are strong and immovable like a mountain. It gets our energy in a space of balance, strength, and grounding. And when we are like a mountain, then we can really help our animals when they are in times of struggle. we're in a better space to deal with what's going on in our lives too if we're we're facing health struggles, physical, emotional, spiritual struggles ourselves. If we're an upside down pyramid, it's very easy to get knocked over. And that's sort of what our culture is constantly feeding us is this upside down pyramid where you aren't grounded and you're all in your head. We need to turn that around. A Reiki practice can help us turn this around. Especially when you're in times of struggle, you've gotta practice. I remember I had a student once say to me, I hadn't seen her for a couple years, and she came back to a class and she said, You know, I left the class two years ago, and it was great, but then my life got really hectic, and all these terrible things happened, so I wasn't able to practice Reiki. But now everything's getting better, and, you know, my life's getting back on track, and everything's good, so now I can practice Reiki again. And I thought,
1: no! (laughs) No,
0: that's not what it's about. For me, really, when the time to practice Reiki the most is when you're struggling the most. And when I look through my own life, like when I was, you know, fighting breast cancer, I had to practice three times a day. I mean, that's really what got me through because I would wake up in the morning, you know, when you're asleep, you forget your struggle, right? You're all relaxed, if you can even sleep, right? Maybe you're laying awake at night, but if you can finally sleep, you relax, you forget it all, and then there's that moment when you wake up and it all comes back to you. So I would get up in the morning and I would practice and I would feel better. Then I would go in the morning maybe they would have a doctor's appointment. So I'd go and I'd hear all the worst-case scenarios about my health and, you know, basically became just a patient. And so I would get extremely stressed. So I'd come home at lunch and i do another practice. Then I would, you know, go through the afternoon, whatever else, I would start feeling by the evening, my stress was coming back, I was worrying again, so I'd do another practice before bed, and then I was able to sleep. So maybe you have to practice three times a day, maybe you have to practice even more to help you to stay in the space of the precepts, to help you to stay in a mindfulness space, in a present space, in a space where you're working all the time on letting go of worry, letting go of anger, staying in a space of gratitude, staying in a space of compassion. And I'm going to talk more about that now, but I wanted to really start with that fourth precept because the practice is key. Because if you're not really doing the practice, then you're going to find it much more difficult as you go through the struggle. So even if you only have five minutes to practice, that is a good things to do. Maybe you're doing five minutes of practice ten times a day. That adds, adds up. up. So first and foremost, make sure to practice diligently. And the other thing is that you're you should be practicing with your animals. So you're not just in a vacuum, going in a room by yourself. But it is actually time for you to sit in a space with your animals, where you don't have to do anything you don't have to fix anything you're actively letting go of worries and fears and you're creating a beautiful space of heart connection so we're doing it you're doing it for yourself for your own energy but you're also doing it to support your animals because that space is very healing for them as well and whether the struggle relates to your own personal self or if it relates to somebody else in your family that is going to really affect your animal. Um, I know when my brother-in-law was very sick, um, he, my, my dog, Mystic, basically had a nervous breakdown because he was her favorite person. He loved, She loved sitting on his lap every night, and he lived with us for a couple of years before he got sick. And um, so when he got sick, she lost it. She really lost it. So just because your animal is, quote, healthy, if somebody else in the family gets sick, that can really affect them. So for you to sit with, with your animals at that time in a Reiki space can be really, really healing for them. And, and also, of course, if your animal is the one who is struggling then creating this space, it helps both of you. It's a shared space. I know there were times when my dog Dakota was in hospice, and so I felt that I needed to be helping him. But he actually was helping me. Very often he was holding the space saying, you know, mom, it's okay. I'm okay. So for me also, this beautiful space of connection we create through meditation and mindfulness and through Reiki, this space is a shared space where there's no giver, no receiver. I'm not the healer and the animal needs to be healed. It's very much a shared space of two hearts coming together. And in that connection, again, healing starts in that connection. So going back to the precepts um, and the heart of struggle, the first thing we need to start doing is we need to, to watch our mind. Just start to watch and observe your mind. And this leads me right into, you know, do not worry, do not anger, because in times of struggle, those are the two emotions that come up so easily and quickly. There's a great quote, which I found, which um, is, the author is unknown, but I think it's beautiful, and I wanted to share that at this time. The difference between stumbling blocks and stepping stones is how you use them. And I think if we start to see our struggles in this way, our struggles can be stumbling blocks or our struggles can be stepping stones. That can help us to start to shift our mind. We want to acknowledge our fears, acknowledge our anger and our struggles, but then we want to transcend it. And I like to think of the lesson of snakes. Snakes, of course, teach us all about transmuting transmutation turning poison into healing is is the lesson of the snake and um, some of you may may know that um, snake venom actually is often the ingredients of some of the strongest medicines that we have in modern medicine so we often think of snake venom as something negative but actually it has it is being used for something really positive in the modern world. And I think in the ancient world, it's interesting that, you know, in in old times, the shamans knew this about snakes already. They knew the healing power. Even if you look at this ancient symbol of medicine, there's a snake wrapped around it. So it's very, um, it's an old concept, and modern medicine knows this as well, that we can actually turn poison into healing. So when we talk about working with struggle, we we just start to look at your mind and to see where are you worrying, where are you angering. Um, And then think about how to acknowledge that it's there and then how to transcend it or transmute it. One of the ways that I like to do this is through humor, dissolving anger and worry with humor and laughter. And often our animals help us to do this. They're so silly they have so much lightness. Um, they, you know, make us laugh. I know Mystic was making me laugh so hard just last night. She was so cute. She fell asleep and she was like running and barking and doing all these strange things in her sleep. And it was so, it was so adorable. But they're always just being themselves and being so cute and we can find such humor and laughter in that. It's so healing to be around them. So just to, to let yourself be drawn in to their silliness and their joy, even amidst struggle and pain and what you're going through. But let them draw you into that space. Or, you know, even find the joke in the middle of it all. It might be deeply buried, but it's there. I remember, you know, one of the most healing experiences from my cancer experience in the hospital was when uh, Leah came to visit me. And some of you may know Leah. She's the vice president of Sarah. And we do that, Shelter Animal Reiki Association together. But she's also a very close friend. And what was really wonderful was that when I was recovering in the hospital and she came to visit me and she stayed overnight one night in the hospital room with me, and all she did was make jokes and make me laugh. And, I mean, it hurt when I laughed. I just came out of surgery, (laughs) and I was begging her, please don't make me laugh because it hurt so much. But yet it felt so good. And the nurses actually came in and were hanging out with us in our room because we were having so much fun, and they were laughing too. And it became this center of joy in the middle of, you know, of hospital where, you know, people are not supposed to be happy, and it's a very serious, you know, place. And it was so healing for me to be able to find joke a joke and something to make fun of and be silly about in the middle of that really, really scary situation. So our animals can help us do it, but we can also find a way to do it. Just look deeply and find the humor and find something to laugh at. Um, that can really help dissolve, dissolve that anger. And, you know, for today only, do not worry. Lean into your fear. Don't deny your fears. Look at them and then find something positive to move towards. What can you do in this very moment that would show courage? Even if it's something small. There's a great quote by Theodore Roosevelt, do what you can with what you have where you are. So sometimes we feel like I don't have anything. I can't do anything because of where I am. But we can. Do what you can with what you have where you are. I think that's so profound. And when we do that, it shows a lot of courage. And the other thing is the animals are really models of this as well. You know, just like with the humor, they
1: make us laugh
0: and, and they're silly. And, you know, animals also show a lot of courage amidst struggle. They show a lot of courage. So if we can be mindful about that courage that our animals have and um, just notice it. You know, sometimes I think we're so involved in our own fear that we can't see what's around us. So if we start to notice that, it can really help us. You know, wow, if if my dog or my cat... Or my horse can show that kind of courage, you know, I I can be in a space of courage for them as well. And then we want to start to shift our mind into positivity. So one way to do that is to reflect on the lessons that you're learning, even if it's just, oh, well, I have to be patient in this moment, or oh, you know, I have to persevere through this difficult time. Find that positive lesson amidst the struggle and watch your animals for guidance. You know, how are they modeling letting go of fear and worry and anger? Or how do they respond to you if you're worried and angry? I mean, there's two ways that they teach us the precepts. And the first way is by modeling the precepts for us. But the second way is they, they will demand of us that we let go of our worry and our fear and our anger. They demand that we're in a space of gratitude and compassion. And if we're not, they, they won't connect with us. Or we'll, we'll see that it pains them when we're out of balance. And then when we shift into the right space, they're drawn to us. They come over. They relax. They can calm down. If they're uncomfortable, they become more comfortable. We can feel this with our eyes, so they're showing us how to be, they're showing us when we're in the right space, And, you know, they're so patient with us and they're so forgiving, so that even if we get it wrong, when we get it right, they show us. I remember um, my trainer's horse um, had uh, bladder stones that he had to have surgically removed, and so he was gonna be taken to Davis for the surgery and everybody's worried. And so my trainer asked if I could do Reiki and people were crying and running around and it was stressful at the barn. But I tried to get myself in a nice space and I went in and I just breathed in a nice breathing meditation and I just, you know, basically held, held the space for him. And he came over and he put his nose in my chest, you know, nose at my heart. And he relaxed and we connected. And then all of a sudden, my mind started worrying and I started thinking, oh, no, He's, he's going to have surgery. Is he going to be okay? What's going to happen? And as soon as I had those thoughts, his head bobbed up, his eyes opened, and he turned and he walked away. And then I thought, oh, shoot, just relax, you know, breathe. I did my Reiki breathing, calmed my mind, let go of my worry. Then I stood in this beautiful open space, and sure enough, he came back, put his nose on my chest. We stood in this beautiful space. <sighs> so healing. Well, that happened three or four or five times in the space of half an hour that my mind would start worrying again and he would turn and walk away. He refused to stand with me and yet every time he forgave me and he showed me when I was in the right space by coming and being with me in that space. So our animals can help guide us to be in the right space. So if we just notice what's around us, notice their behavior, notice how they're responding to us, that can really help us. Another way to shift our mind into positivity is that we have to learn how to expand our perception of ourselves. So sometimes when we're in the midst of struggle, we feel very small. We feel like we are the struggle. That's all there is, is that struggle. But I want you to consider what if You're so much bigger. What if you are the earth, strong and grounded? What if you are the sky, open and expansive? When we're grounded in our bodies and expansive in our minds, when we are the earth and the sky, we're as big as the universe. And now we may still have a struggle, but it looks much smaller. And so it softens, becomes much easier to deal with. If we're very narrow and we only, our only perception of ourselves is our struggle or our only perception of our animal is their struggle, now it's going to be a big problem because it's, it becomes huge in our mind. So we have to remember we are the earth. How do we do that? Go outside, walk in the forest on the beach lay in the grass we have to remember we are the sky how do we do that take time to gaze at a beautiful sunrise watch the sun go down watch clouds pass or watch the stars shining in the night sky and lose yourself in the infinite space so notice both of these exercises whether we want to remember that we are the earth or we are the sky there's not a lot of rushing involved, right? We have to stop. We have to stop. Wait. Listen. Observe. Feel. Sense. Be. And this is really what meditation practice also helps us do.
1: But we have
0: all this help around us, not only nature but also our animals. They are here to help us to slow down to become present in this moment, and in that space we can expand our perception. Sometimes we define ourselves by what's wrong, and in this way we give away our power, and we forget our infinite nature, and we do the same to our animals. I remember the first time I went to Bright Haven, and I I love, Bright Haven's like my second family now, but years ago when I went there for the first time, I remember taking a tour and Gail was taking me around and sharing about the animals and she was, you know, saying, oh, and, you know, uh, and this cat is such a tiger and he's just so, um, he's such a character and he's so strong and he's so bright. And and I was looking at this old sickly cat in hospice that could barely get off his bed. And I was thinking, are you talking about somebody else? Cause I don't, I don't see that. Like Where's the cat that you're talking about? Because I want to meet him. (laughs) That's where I was at that space, at that stage in my practice. And I've been doing Reiki for a long time, but I still was, was looking at animals by what was wrong with them. And I met well because I wanted to help them to get better, but still, it becomes very limiting. One of the beautiful things that I've learned from Brighthaven is how to look from the heart, to see from the heart, or I like to say with your Reiki eyes, and to really see that beautiful bright light inside. And um, one of the most profound, you know, Brighthaven's an animal hospice, and one of the most profound things Gail said in one of the classes, is she said, you know, for Brighthaven, hospice is about living, not dying, but living each day with grace and comfort and love and kindness. And it's, I think that's so beautiful. So we have to get out of that habit of defining ourselves and our animals by what's wrong. There's a beautiful um, quote by Honey that says, Even when muddy, your wings sparkle bright wonders that heal broken worlds. And I love that, to to imagine that we have wings, and even when a struggle, in the heart of a struggle, your wings get muddy, but they still sparkle and heal. Our beautiful bright light is never, ever dim. So one of my favorite ways to expand out of myself and remember my connection to all things, remember my beautiful bright light, is chanting. And so I'd like to chant the first Reiki symbol today, just for a couple of minutes, um, Chokurei, and I'd like to chant the primordial sound. So the sounds are taken from the vowels in Chokurei, so it's O-U-A-E. And Chokurei means straight spirit or direct spirit. In other words, it represents a way to access our innermost true self directly. And this comes from very old Shinto and Kido teachings. And um, this quote from Franz says, when we remember our own true self, we start to shine our bright light out into the world. In this way, we're like a mirror helping others to see their own true self. And this is why Usui-san put Chokure in his teachings, to help us to remember our own true self, because this is when real change and real healing can begin. So I find chanting, chokure so powerful and so healing, not only for myself, but also to shine this light for the animals, for my animals. And um, when I chant with animals, it's a little different than um, just by yourself because you want to kind of keep your eyes open and see how they like the sound, if you have to do it louder or softer um, so you're going to sort of watch and see the response of your animals. And I have my dog sitting with me right now, so I may have to adjust depending on what she wants <laughs> today. Um, some animals love chanting loudly. Odie at Brighthaven loves to chant with you. He's a goose at Brighthaven. He loves to chant with you. And I remember once in England when I was visiting Remus, horse sanctuary and teaching there, we did a walking chant, and one of the herds of horses in this big field, they came galloping across the field, all the way up to the fence, and leaned their heads over to be close to us when we're chanting. So many animals really love chanting, and if they're not that into the sound, you can chant silently. So I'd like you to bring to your mind now an animal that you want to share healing with or animals. And you're going to dedicate all the energy that we create by this practice to them. And I'm just going to do a little short sample for you. And then you can do it on your own. And you can email me let me know how it goes. You can find your own key, your own tone, your own speed. And each time you breathe in, you want to breathe in through your nose, fill your body with healing light all the way to your lower belly. And on the out breath, you're going to chant this O-U-A-E. Okay? So
1: dedicating this practice to your animals Oh way. Oh. or oh. And just take a moment to sit in that space and feel how the sound has helped you to expand, soften your edges, expanding into earth and sky. now it's very easy to just invite your animals into that beautiful space for healing without expectation. Just holding that space, relaxing into the space of connecting hearts so that healing can start. take a moment to thank your animals for their connecting during the chant. And then take a nice deep breath and slowly come back. So I find that chanting helps us to go inward
0: to the still point, inward to our bright light, helps us to get out of our mind and drop into the heart. Helps us to create a beautiful space of healing amidst struggle. So now I'd like to talk about the precept: be grateful. How do we find gratitude amidst struggle? Well, one way is to always remember that there are many others who are much worse off than you are, or there are many other animals much worse off than your animal. But for me, gratitude, even more than that, we can, you know, count our blessings, but gratitude really helps us to come to this present moment and take one breath at a time. We don't have to rush ourselves to heal. We can just take little steps towards positivity, we can find a little tiny bit of kindness in each moment. Thich Nhat Hanh has a beautiful quote, the most precious gift we can offer others is our presence. When mindfulness embraces those we love, they will bloom like flowers. So think about how your presence is a gift that is healing. Because it truly is, and that for me is the heart of Reiki practice, is learning how to be truly present. And this presence creates a beautiful healing radiance that can embrace your animal. Which leads us to our final precept tonight, the heart of struggle and show compassion to yourself and others. The great thing about this precept is it helps us to take the focus off ourselves and our own troubles, and it encourages you to be of service, either in a meditative space or to actually go out and help somebody else. We can show our compassion through acts of kindness. So I've found this great quote. There's actually three quotes I want to read to you about um, this precept, and the first is author unknown. Kindness is just love with its work boots on. And I was, I love that, and I was thinking, I could change it to say, Reiki is just love with its meditation bench on. <laughs> something like that. Very cute. I love my Angelou's quote, be a rainbow in someone else's cloud. This is something you can always do for somebody even if you, yourself, are in the heart of a struggle. And this is an old 19th century rhyme. Kind hearts are the gardens, kind thoughts are the roots, kind words are the blossoms, kind deeds are the fruits. So when Asili was on top of the mountain and had his enlightenment experience, He didn't rush off to a cave to hide away for the rest of his life. No, he came down the mountain and he created a clinic and a school where he could help others to remember their inner power, to shine their inner light, to get through the heart of their struggles. So compassion was the immediate result that he felt. And so it's something that we will also find when we do our Reiki practice, when we do our meditation practice. When we sit with the animals in that open space, letting go of our worry, letting go of our anger, learning to be present and be grateful, then we will feel this compassion bubbling up and welling up and we'll just have to do something about it. So go out into the world and help the animals, help shelter animals, help rescue animals. When you're struggling, if, if you are struggling with something personally, if your animal is struggling, go out and help someone else. Even Let's say your animal is sick. Let's say your animal is dying. You know what? Your animal is loved. Your animal is in a safe home, warm, has everything that they could ever need. You know what? There's a lot of animals that don't have that, that have never had a kind word, that have never had a warm home, that have never had anyone care for them. So you can make a difference and go out and help them even when you're struggling And this is a wonderful way to live the precepts and also to transform your struggles into blessings. I have so many students that say, well, you know, I never started volunteering in shelters until my cat inspired me to do it, until my dog inspired me to do it. So our animals are there. They can inspire us to go into the world and to really make a difference. And I'm going to um, leave the last couple of minutes for comments and questions, but I'd like to finish tonight with a spirit animal meditation. So animals have been revered as teachers and guides and healers since olden times. Animals act as keys to help open doors to our inner wisdom and compassion. They do this in the physical by being a part of our lives here on earth And they also do this in the spiritual when we connect with them in our heart. This is a very powerful way to create a healing radiance and get in touch with that inner compassionate wisdom and also a wonderful way to get in touch with the Reiki precepts. So when we combine animals and Reiki, it's a very powerful healing combination. And um, I've written this meditation. It's called the White Horse Meditation. And I hope that whatever struggle that you face that you're going through right now, I hope that this can really offer you comfort and create a healing space for you tonight. So I'd like you to find a comfortable position to sit and relax your body, your arms and your shoulders. Relax your legs. and Place your hands on your lap, feeling your spine nice and straight so the energy can flow easily through your body. And close your eyes. And take a nice, deep, cleansing breath.
1: And let it out slowly. And take another deep breath and let it out.
0: And as you breathe, feel yourself relaxing, letting go of all your thoughts, the past and the future, and bring all your
1: awareness to the here and now. And now I'd like you to take a journey with me and imagine that you're walking through
0: a thick green forest. It's a sunny day, but cool and quiet amidst the trees. And the trail on which you walk is bordered by ferns and wildflowers. Allow your eyes to take in the tallness of the trees, the shades of green all around you, Allow your ears to hear the sweet songs of birds that fill the air. Allow your nose to inhale the sweet smell of redwoods and pine trees. As you walk along the path, you begin to hear the sounds of water in the distance. And so you follow these sounds. And soon you discover a small waterfall next to the trail. So you sit down on a nice, flat rock overlooking the tumbling water. It's so peaceful here, and this peace enters your heart. The sun shines brightly through the trees upon you. And as you sit here meditating with the water, you feel as if someone is watching you. And sure enough, as you turn to look behind you, you see a beautiful white horse come forward from the trees. The horse's white fur shines so brightly you can hardly keep her gaze. You can see her wild spirit, and yet because she senses your peaceful heart, she comes closer to you, approaching to stand just a few feet away as you gaze at each other. You admire her long mane and tail, her delicate, graceful head and ears, her strong feet, and her liquid brown eyes. She's beautiful and so bright she reminds you of the sun. Reach out your hand as the horse walks slowly towards you. As her nose touches your fingers, you can feel her energy entering you through your fingers and flowing through your body to your heart. And as you gaze into her deep eyes, It's as if you can sense the world as she does. Even your hearing and sense of smell becomes extremely acute. And even more deeply than her physical senses, you can also feel her spiritual qualities her wisdom, grace, and speed. She can be calm and still like the earth or fly like the wind. with the help of this white horse, you can now travel deeply into your own heart. You can look deeply within to view a struggle you're facing right now in your life. A place where you may feel unsure of yourself, unsettled, or have doubts or lack of clarity. Perhaps there's a choice or decision you need to make which requires a deep inner wisdom. This is a decision in your life that will require gentleness and grace for you to succeed. Embrace yourself now with love and compassion. For even if you have struggled for a long time with this challenge, today, in fact, right now at this moment, with the help of this beautiful white horse who's shining so bright, you're going to be able to move forward in the wisest way possible. For today only, do not anger, do not worry, be grateful, practice diligently, show compassion to yourself and others. Let your heart open to the precepts with the help of the horse. And your two hearts begin to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Within this amazing light, allow yourself to access your own deepest wisdom within your spirit. All outside negative influences or inner instability or worries lose their power. You feel so strong with this bright heart light shining within you, and you realize it is the bright light of wisdom, and this wisdom will effortlessly cast away any shadows, doubts, and fears. The Reiki precepts shine brightly within this light. It is easy to embody them now. With the support of the horse, you can now see deeper than the surface of this struggle. You can see right to its heart. And with the bright light of wisdom shining from your heart, you know exactly what to do. A deep sense of peace floods through your entire being as you feel yourself accessing your deepest and wisest self, and you know that no matter what struggles life may bring, this challenge right now or others in the future, you will always be able to cleverly navigate through it all. So take a moment and
1: sit in a beautiful space of wisdom energy. The energy of the horse envelopes you, strengthens you. Feel the light touching
0: everything about this struggle in your life. All will be well, and you know
1: the perfect path to take. So take a moment to thank the horse for her
0: lesson to you today for sharing her cleverness, wisdom,
1: and open heart, and for showing you the way to wisdom through the precepts. And when you're ready, take a nice deep breath and slowly come back. And my final thoughts about the heart of struggle is
0: be compassionate to yourself in this difficult moment. Take care of yourself. Be careful with your nutrition. Get good exercise. Rest. Meditate. Surround yourself with friends, family, and animals for support. Practice Reiki and meditation with your animals as often as you can. Your journey with your animals is a beautiful and unique dance of love and compassion. Remember, your animals are your mirrors to see how you're doing with your practice, to show when you're in the right space, and they're lights to guide your way along the path of healing.
1: All right, so let me unmute you. If I can. Trying to unmute you. <laughs> and it's not unmuting you. Okay.
0: Strange. I'm not sure why. Sorry, everyone who's on <laughs> the call is going to ask for any comments or questions or anything from the call, but for some reason the um mute button is
1: not responding. (laughs) Um, Let me see if I can get get us back online here.
0: It's not wanting to unmute you. Sorry about that, everyone. Well, (laughs) I'd love to hear your comments and questions through email. You can always email me. Um, I hope this meditation tonight was helpful. I hope that the chanting is helpful, and we also have the little practice we did at the very beginning. So um, the precepts are a wonderful guide, the animals, and we have these different meditation practices to help us get through struggle. And I just wish all of you um, blessings in whatever you're going through right now, and just know that. Um, Your animals and Reiki are such a beautiful way to help you to get through it. So I wish you all a wonderful evening, and um, keep in touch, and I will hopefully talk to you
1: soon. Okay, good night, everybody. Blessings.